Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Monday, and we are posting an instant classic for your inspiration. This message may come from anywhere around the globe, but is sure to stay with you for years to come. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. What a joy it is to be here this morning. We welcome out all the visitors. If you have your Bible, 2 Samuel chapter number 9. If you have your Bible, do turn with me to the book of 2 Samuel chapter number 9. Amen. I want to take this opportunity to uh, really appreciate the Chandler Church, Pastor Campbell, uh, Sister Connie, uh, all of you faithful saints over the years. We wouldn't be here, amen, if not for you. I, I, I really am humbled at this opportunity to be here, even to be uh, welcome to uh, share the word of God. I don't treat it lightly, but how many of you this morning, amen, you came to God to speak to you this morning? How many of you came with an expectant heart? That's 75% of the job right there. I believe, amen, that God is going to speak to a number of us through his word. I want to minister out of the book of 2 Samuel chapter number 9. I'm going to put up a photograph right now for you. I want you to look it up. Mumbai, India. 280 girls were recently brought into a place. They all have certificates in their hands. You would probably think this is, has to do with some welfare, whatever. They did a small survey and found out that in a small neighborhood, there was 280 girls that had the name called Nakushi. Every one of those 280 girls had the same name, Nakushi. Nakushi in Hindi means shameful, unwanted. And they were brought into this. Government said, you are no longer shameful. You no longer are unwanted. Every one of them had a name change that day. And that's their certificate with their new name. Some of them had the beautiful actress, Aishwarya, and all of that. Beautiful. But right at an early age, here are these girls... And if you know anything about India, girl, child, and all of that, right at the beginning when you have a girl, child, it's a burden. Dowry and all of that. It's, you are a burden. And here we see in this small you know, uh, uh, facilitation, these girls from a name called Nakushi, shameful and unwanted, were given a name change where now they can have dignity. In the text that we are going to read this morning out of 2 Samuel, Chapter number 9, here is a man by the name of Mephibosheth. And his life is similar to this, his name meaning shameful. One translation says unwanted. And how this man's life is changed by an act of mercy and grace of King David. And his life changes. This morning I want to minister very simply, amen, a sermon I've titled, I am 
Mephibosheth. Let's read 2 Samuel chapter 9. Now David said, is there still not, is there still anyone who's left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? There was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they had called uh, him to David, the king said to him, are you Ziba? He said, at your service. Then the king said, is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? Ziba said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, where is he? Ziba said to the king, indeed, he is in the house of Machir, the son of Emil in Lodabar. Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Machir, the son of Amel from Lodabar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth, he answered, here is your servant. Verse 7, so David said to him, do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness of, for, for Jonathan, your father's sake, and will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself and said, What is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? Profound are those words. And the king said to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given to your master's son all that belonged to Saul and to all his house. You therefore and your sons and your servants will work the land for him you will bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table always. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba said to the king, according to all that my lord the king has commanded his servants, so will your servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. Verse 12, Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. And all who dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants of Mephibosheth. Verse 13, so Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem for he ate continually at the king's table. He was lame in both his feet. Let's pray. Let's ask God the Holy Spirit to help us. I want all of you to contend with me as we pray. Father, we come right now in Jesus' name. God, we believe that you are the God of restoration. Your mercy and your grace, God, that we are undeserving. That there are people here even who walked in, oh God, that we do not deserve the mercy and your love that you've shown to us. And if there is anyone who's walked in this morning, oh God, who has not experienced you, accepted you in their heart, let this day be the day of salvation and minister to the hearts of saints this morning. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. This story is very, amen, personal to me because this is my life story. You heard Pastor Campbell say, amen, the Chandler has invested into the nation of India. The sermon I've titled is, I am Mephibosheth. Literally, this is me. Living in sin, in carnality, crippled, idolatrous nation of India, the place, Lodabar, a place of no pasture or, you know, no revelation. How many of you know God came searching for the nation of India? Pastor Campbell, the Chandler Church, 
eventually amen we did not seek but here we have a faithful group of people that amen you gave and the gospel came to the nation of India mercy and today amen being brought back to Chandler amen being amen with you sitting among you amen in this wonderful congregation can I tell you church I am undeserving and I feel amen not in a derogatory term but I can tell you I have seen God move in my life like he did in Mephibosheth's life because this is the restoration story of Mephibosheth it parallels to what God has done for every one of you here we see Two men, David, who is in likeness to the parallel of God himself. But did you know Mephibosheth is you and I? There are people sitting here this morning, amen. You and I are going to see our lives in the image and the shadow of Mephibosheth himself. Number one, I want to see on a crippled child. The, word, the name Mephibosheth means shameful. Here we see the, the photograph that I showed you, 280 girls. They had absolutely no choice in being named that way. But they had this upon them that you are shameful, unwanted. Number of us here this morning, that may portray our lifestyle. I don't know about you, Amy. Maybe you were born Christian. Thank God for you. But we were, I was born in sin. As a religious, amen, Christian, when I got up to give my testimony, you know, in India, we always say I was a born Christian. My pastor, to correct me, say, you are not born Christian. You are a stinking liar, a sinner. All of us, amen, were born crippled in sin. Romans 3, 15 and 16, their feet were, are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. This is you and I this, this morning. Isaiah 53 verse number 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. In other words, there are people here. The Bible also clearly says all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Remember, amen, at the garden, Adam and Eve. How many of you know dropped us? Like this nurse carrying Mephibosheth. When she heard Saul and Jonathan died in the same battle, she is carrying Mephibosheth and he falls and he is crippled in both his legs. I want you to go back to the garden of the fall of Adam and Eve. That's when we were crippled in sin. Adam and Eve dropped us. and We were crippled. This faulty feet of the nurse, she dropped Mephibosheth. It was not his fault. In our weak and fallen nature, amen, we always default to sin. How many of you know sin abounds? In today's generation, sin abounds and multiplies. But God's eyes are upon, amen, this generation. There are people here tonight. When Adam and Eve dropped us in sin, remember we were, we were dropped from the favor of God. They had to be moved away. From the garden, the disobedience that was caused, the grace of God that was moved. But I want to tell you this morning that you can come here this morning. You could be a crippled child. You're sitting here, you're crippled in your sin. Lame. It is said that a man by the name of Henry David was a naturalist. 
he was near his death when one of his auntie visited him and asked him henry have you made peace with god henry said jokingly i didn't know we ever quarreled auntie i don't know if i ever had a quarrel with god how many of you know we can be here this morning even oblivion to the fact that amen if we do not have christ how many of you know we are not in peace with god that we can be in sin some not even know we live in a generation that can live in blatant sin but still be crippled and lame but still claim liberty and freedom how many of you know church amen a sin will always get us to hell our crippledness because of our decisions in our text here is mephibosheth he is dropped not because of his decisions because of his you know caretaker this lady this nurse he's crippled there are people here this morning maybe you are crippled because of your decisions you've made because of your sin your disobedience and you find yourself as a crippled child you may walk physically but deep down spiritually you are lame you need help i can tell you before the gospel came to me amen thank god the gospel came i want to tell you i was crippled in sin we needed help you may be here this morning maybe it's not your fault and maybe you are here today because someone else dropped you there are people here like mephibosheth i wonder how many mephibosheths are sitting here this morning some of you crippled because it was not even your fault your parents there may be people here your parents abandoned you it was not your fault it happens all the time in india with the girl child you can see some of them these girls were fortunate they were at least named shameful some of them are even killed in the womb as soon as they know it's a girl child abortion there are people here there are husbands or wives your marriage is broken because either one has broken the vow and committed adultery or cheated and you could feel it's not my fault and you could feel like you're the crippled child you could be here as an employee you were doing well and all of a sudden your your company shut down it was not your fault you lost your job and you feel crippled society has put this stigma on you education is not helping you and you feel like your your studies all the time you've invested in studying and is all dropped because you're unable to get a job and you're unemployed this morning your close associate it could be someone that you know you loved and you trusted how many of you know the hardest hurt you always feel is when someone you love the most drops you someone who should have cared for you the nurse should have cared for mephibosheth she was the one dropped how many horror stories we've heard or maybe even here this morning this is your testimony someone that should have cared for you someone that should have loved you was the very one that dropped you that abused you sexually that let you down when they should have been there for you but they were not and you feel this morning sitting like a crippled child a mephibosheth May I tell you this morning like King David there is a God above who can help you. Right at the beginning I want to give you hope. I don't want to wait till point number 3. Cuz some of you amen already your faces have gone so long I like oh God help me. How many of you know there is hope in Jesus Christ? 
You may be here this morning, a crippled child. I'm here to tell you, Jesus, the son of the living God is able to heal the lame. He's able to heal the crippled. You're crippled in your heart. You're crippled in your mind. Your marriage, your finances, your ministry, your relationships, amen, are crippled. I'm here to declare to you that Jesus is able to break those chains as pastor preached and set you free. But listen, you have to confess that you are Mephibosheth. Because we in our pride think we don't need any help. How many of you ever, amen, when the gospel came to you first time? I know many of you, when it came for you first time, you had no other go. You said, I, I need Jesus. But that's not me. I resisted God. I don't need any help. This is a DIY generation. Do it yourself. I, need, I don't need God. I don't need dad, mom to tell me. I don't need pastor. I don't, but we need God. How many of you can say Amen. In our crippled state, some of you are wounded. You put a smile on your face, but deep down there is a hurt that no one sees, a brokenness. And that's causing you, amen, inable, inability to function as normal. You get up, you sleep, you go to work, whatever. But deep down there is a crippleness that no one sees. I'm here to tell you, Jehovah El-Rohi, he sees you. He sees your crippled. You may be the crippled child this morning. You may be the Mephibosheth that God is, amen, reaching out to. And it's not a coincidence that you are here this morning. By the, by the way, if you're visiting, God has a purpose why you need to be here. In the midst of everywhere you could be in Chandler, God brought you here. You know why? He has a purpose for that. It's not a coincidence. Because you turned up even after knowing I was preaching. That's a miracle by itself, amen. Maybe you're here today, you feel abandoned. Some here you feel forgotten, forsaken, fatherless, desperate, disappointed. And you would say, Pastor, that's me. I am Mephibosheth. Listen, it's very critical for us to come to that place. Because when you agree that it's not, amen, going into a self-pity party. I'm telling you tonight, there's power in confession. How many of you can say that? Like pastor was mentioning this morning, Jacob had to wrestle and come with the true himself. I am Jacob. I am Mephibosheth. And when you come in that place, God will help you. I, I, there was a man who put up a sign in his yard saying puppies for sale. He put up some puppies for sale, five puppies, and a young boy walked into this yard sale. He saw these beautiful five puppies, and he went to the man and said, Sir, how much are those puppies? I need one. The man said, It's $25 each. He, he dig deep down into his pocket to see how much he had, and lo and behold, there was $2.50. He said, Okay, what can I do? He asked the man, he said, Sir, can I get a puppy for $2.50? This man looked, No, no, no. He said, No, you know, you, you know, I, I, I won't be able to do it. This young man says, sir, at least let me see them. He goes to see these beautiful puppies. And as he's looking at these beautiful puppies, he notices one puppy that's limping a little bit. He says, sir, can I get that puppy? He says, yeah, that puppy is actually limping. It's a little bit, you know, has a little limp to it. He says, can I get that for $2.50? This man says, no, 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 see, this puppy is going to limp all its life. You need to give it a lot of care and time and everything. I don't think you'll be able to do this. This young boy, he said, sir, and he lifted his pant and showed a brace on his leg. He said, I know what it is to be lame myself. I have been showered the love and the time and the care. And I think that puppy and I 
will connect well because we know what it is to be lame and needing love and care. How many of you know church this morning? There's a God above who knows what you and I go through. It's not easy being crippled. There are some here, the world is not going to give you love. If you can say amen, you can sing all that you want about love songs, but that's not true love. There's a God above who's able to give you love and help. Can I tell you, this church has been such a reference point. This is my mother church, and I can tell you I've received love and help because I know God got a hold of me when I was crippled. My wife and I, we were crippled in sin. There are people here this morning. I want to tell you Jesus is here, but you've got to accept that you are in need of help. How about you this morning? Are you self-sufficient? Or can the Holy Spirit point an area in your life where you say, God, I am a crippled child. I have crippleness in my own life in an area and I, I need help. Moving quickly, I want to see secondly, living in Lodabar. Because listen, what happens when you are crippled and lame? You begin to live in Lodabar. The story, you know the story. Saul and Jonathan are dead. This nurse takes Mephibosheth, runs, drops him. He's lame. Doesn't take him to an ER, whatever, get an x-ray, whatever. But she just let him go. And he's lame in both the legs. Eventually from Jerusalem, he run, they run and settle down in Lodabar. Living in fear, far from Jerusalem. Far, amen, from the palace. And Mephibosheth very well knew that, you know, that along the way he, he, he got to know. Scholars say he was just five years old. Anyone have a five-year-old here? You know how, amen, situation that could be. I have, a, I have, amen, a daughter like that. And he's living in the town of Lodabar. The name Lodabar has two parts to it. The word lo means no. Dabar means word or pasture. In other words, there, he's living in a place, amen, where there is no Word or word of God. It denotes, amen, his ability to just live in a place where there is, there is there's poverty or there's a lack of revelation. Can you imagine for a moment, Mephibosheth should have been in the king's lineage. How many of you know that? Saul and Jonathan, they, he has some priestly, or rather a royal blood in him. But here he is in a moment of time, rather than being in the palace, he is in Lodabar, a place where there is no pasture, there is no word. I want to tell you this morning, there are times if we are not careful and living just in crippleness, never allowing Jesus, the son of the living God, to get a hold of us. How many more we can live and even come to church and have our own Lodabar around us? We could be sitting in church, but in our own mind, there is no pasture. There is no revelation. It's amazing that God can do a miracle to the person sitting next to you and you can walk away from service thinking, ah, oh, it was a boring dirt service. You know why? Because in our own mind, in our own conditions, we are starting to live in Lodabar. I want to tell you this morning, church, it's dangerous to live in Lodabar for a long time. I know what it is to be living in sin and in backslidden state and I'm thanking God that God got a hold of me. There are people here this morning, I want to tell you, God will get a hold of you. Let me say that again. God will get a hold of you. Because his word says every amen knee 
will bow. If you have knees, touch your knees. That knee will one day bow if it's not. And every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Maybe you've said, that is, I don't believe in Jesus. Watch out, he heard you. He's, your file just moved from 10 to number 1. Jesus, how many of you know, is the bread of life. John 6, 35 and 48, we know he is the bread of life. There is amazing, amen, nourishment and spiritual food and living for God and in the house of God. But yet, how many Mephibosheths come to church, service after service, in their own crippleness, never allowing God to reach out because they're comfortable in their Lodabar. Are you comfortable in your Lodabar? Because you're away from all attention, isolated. You could be in this group of people, but yet you may feel isolated. Listen to me. It's one thing to be alone with God. It's another thing to be lonely. Don't take being alone and lonely the same. Both are different. And There's a God above who wants to reach out to you. Many people from time to time, circumstances, things happen. And you feel... That you are living in a time where you're filled with fears and anxiety. You're probably sitting here this morning, but fear grips you. You're crippled with fear. You're shaking in fear. Fear of the unknown. There's an anxiety. You go into this panic mode. You cannot aim and sit for a few minutes. You have to be on a prescribed drug, whatever. I want to tell you that's demonic and God wants to set you free. How many of you know Jesus came to set us free, not to cripple us? The demonic cripples us. Things cripple us. Fear, anxiety, some of you shame of your past. To a point there are some here, God has forgiven your past sins. But yet the demonic would time in and again bring amen that sin. I want to tell you that cannot cripple you and should not cripple you. Because I battled this year and year after I got saved. Haunted in my thoughts. My, amen. How many of you know the Bible says we've got to walk the walk of faith? If you are crippled, how can you walk the walk of faith? Because the demonic wants you to be crippled and living in a life of self-pity, amen, and anger and resentment when God wants you to walk in liberty, walk in dominion, and walk in faith. This morning, God wants to break the spirit of crippleness. Wants to get you out of Lodabar. Because listen to me. Lodabar is deadly. Disciple, as I begin to close, pastor, church member, former missionary, returned pastor, pastor's wife. We can allow things and situations in life. And I always appreciate him in this quote, this powerful quote that my pastor always says, Pastor Campbell. You cannot allow, if I'm right, amen, you cannot allow other people and their circumstances to dictate your spirituality. And there are times there may be people, you were walking in dominion. In fact, you are on the cutting edge. You are the trailblazer. You block things. In fact, you are the one who opened doors for others to go. And today, you may be sitting here crippled, lame, when you should be walking in dominion. I don't care what you go through in life. Whether it's your own fault or it's someone else's fault. How many of you know God has never called us to live in Lodabar? God didn't call you to live in Lodabar. And let us not separate ourselves from knowing God. Some of you even here. This is 
dangerous. Not only do you think that people dropped you, there could be people here this morning, in your mind, you've, de- you've decided God dropped you. I mean, you know, that is serious. When you come to a place in your mind where you think the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, dropped you. And you are angry and upset with God himself. Upset with leadership. Upset with each other. I want to tell you this morning, church, that's a dangerous place for us to be in. Because I'm telling you, that this summons my life story because I am Mephibosheth. I've, I've been times where, when, you know, I've had some serious issues happen in my life when I was really angry with God to a place I thought he was unfair and he dropped me. I didn't deserve what I'm going through, God. But I want to tell you, the truth be told, we serve a God, my friend, who always lifts us up, never puts us down. Amen. When Peter reached out to Jesus from the boat when he was sinking, Jesus didn't say, hey, Peter, bye, see you. How many of you know he reaches out? There are people here this morning. He's reaching out to you in your loader bar. You're crippled, unable to move. You're walk of, you are a sitting, amen, Christian in your spirit. You are in everything, but deep down there is no maturity. 16 has passed. There has been no development maturity. When you should have, the Bible says glory to glory, line upon line, precept upon precept. God wants you to accelerate and mature, but you're stuck in loader bar. I want to give you a word of help this morning. Like King David, amen, went after Mephibosheth. God wants to go in search of you. You know why Mephibosheth was hiding from David? He thought that David was going to kill him. Listen to me. You may even come to a place in your life and you think God is after you. God is after you to hurt you. How many of you know that is wicked when you begin to think God wants to hurt you? When in the cross of Calvary Church, he took all the hurt of you and I. On him. I close God's kindness and restoration. Because listen, I'll be the first one to say God has been kind to me and my family. My wife is here, our children. God has been kind to us. There are people here this morning, if not for Jesus Christ, those that are saved for a moment, I want you to think what will our life be if not for the grace and the kindness of God. Every funeral I attend, really, you know, when I heard about Spencer's amen demise, in, you know, we, I was saved in the past before. I knew Spencer, amen, from, from, a, a, from an early age. But that shook me. Got to see where I stand. Because how many of you know church? You do not want to be, amen, in a place where you, when death comes knocking to you and you're still found in Lodabar. And you should be found in the presence of God where you can make it to heaven. And thank God he was saved. That should be a revelation. This morning, God is kind. How many of you this morning, you watch God is kind this morning to you? I don't care what injustice and thing. Amen. God, we don't deserve. How many of you know we don't deserve? See someone next to you and say, I don't deserve what God is doing to me. Yeah, if you didn't tell something's wrong with you, there's an altar call. Amen. But we don't deserve the kindness that God, amen. I don't deserve to be here, my wife and I. We don't deserve to, amen, see what God is doing in our life. But you know what? God is lifted up. His name is glorified when us, amen, crippled beings, amen, in sin is restored. How many of you know God loves crippled things? 
Did you know God loves broken things? He loves to mend. Amen. And he begins to heal. And then he begins to use us for his purpose. And there are people here this morning. His kindness to you knows why? Is not because we need to be puffed up. At the end of the day, when people see your life, his name is glorified. Amen. Let's give God praise. Amen. Hallelujah. David took the initiative. How many of you know David took the initiative to go after Mephibosheth? There are people here, you may think, oh, I came to Jesus. Stinking liars we are. He came to us. He came searching for you and I. The gospel searched me out in Bangalore, India. From the investment from this church. I didn't come to Chandler. God sent, amen, the people. Every one of you that invested, you know why? God always takes the initiative to reach out to us. In our own pride, we may think, I've done it. Saul, how many of you know, had made enemies with David. See, David could have easily said, Saul is my enemy. 23 times he tried to kill me. Man, I'm not going to really, you know, give grace and kindness to Mephibosheth. How many of you know, we have violated God many a times. We are not worthy. The Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags. We don't deserve the mercy and the kindness, but yet God searches out. And this morning, he's come searching for you. Some of you, you heard the knock on the door on an outreach. It was not the outreach team. God came searching for you to show his kindness to you. The Bible says David fetched Mephibosheth. 2 Samuel chapter 9 verse 4 in one of the translations, the Bible says, David, amen, says, are you Mephibosheth? He, 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 asked, he asks him, where is this son? Instead of saying, where is this crippled guy? Where is this lame fellow? He says, where is this son? How many of you know words can go a long way? I don't know when was the last time Mephibosheth ever heard the word, my son or the son. There are people here this morning. You may have never felt the love of the father, but listen to me. God is looking out for you. Where's the son? Where's my daughter? Because that's his grace and kindness for you and I. That he's not going to let us comfortable. If you thought you're going to be comfortable in Lodabar, I want to tell you God is good as amen as ruffling our feathers in our nest. Our comfort zones. You know why? Because he has a greater purpose for you and I. And this morning, this service, God wants to show that love and kindness to you when David looked at Mephibosheth he did not look at his crippleness why did David first of all had to show that grace to Mephibosheth it was because of whom because of Jonathan that's the wonderful amen love of God that we have our our God above that you can walk into a service like this and people around you may show your flaws and your faults and have names. Maybe there are people here this morning. People call you nicknames or street names because of your flaws and everything. I want to tell you there's a God above who overlooks all of that. He doesn't see you for who you are today. He, amen, looks at who you can be tomorrow. Mephibosheth, listen to me. The kindness of God is coming to you. May I say, it's not just a man here. You could be a woman. You could be a lady here with the same spirit of Mephibosheth. But God is coming after you. C.S. Lewis said these words, I have never had the experience of looking for God, he said. It was the other way around. He was the hunter. I was the deer. He stalked me and aimed me and fired. And here I was fallen, amen, in his hands. I mean, you know, God many times will stalk you. 
You run where you want to, but he will hunt you down. That's what I always tell to backsliders. If you thought you want to go, my brother, God will hunt you down. David did this because of a covenant with Jonathan. I want to tell you, God has a covenant with you and I. And that covenant is that he will reach out to you and me. Listen, I close. Mephibosheth really didn't deserve what he was, amen, receiving. Sit in the table with the king. His crippleness. They brought him. They didn't go to Ziba, didn't go to his house and just say, okay, Mephibosheth, you need to come. They probably even carried him and brought him sitting at the table in this amazing, amen, group of people. I want to let you know this morning, just because you come into the kingdom, you're saved. How many of you know many times our crippleness, the thought of our past crippleness should never go away. It's not remembering your past, but it's also good always to remember where you came from. The Bible says in verse number 13, Mephibosheth sat at the table. But the Bible also says he was still lame in his legs. Because listen, whenever you sit at the king's table, amen, the king's table will cover your crippleness. But that doesn't mean you're not crippled. You have been set free, but always remember where God took you from. And I'm telling you here this morning, my wife and I, we don't deserve to be, amen, to see what God is doing in our life and what our mother church does to us. But I want to tell you, we remember our crippleness, but thank God, God is able to use, amen, weaklings like us, amen, to extend his kingdom on this earth. And that same kindness that he showed me, my family, and many other people in the nation of India because of your investment, listen, God can do it right here also. What about you this morning? Maybe you are the crippled child. You may be living in Lodabar. You are the one who needs that grace and kindness. God is looking out to help you this morning. You may be the Mephibosheth that God is looking after. He's the one. You are the one. Sister, you are the one that God is. Young man, disciple, you're the one that God is looking out to. But you need to be very mindful of this. Isn't it so interesting? The Bible says in verse number 13, Mephibosheth, a man of shame, had a son called Micah. You know what the word Micah means? Like the Lord, who is like the Lord. Because listen, when God meets you as Mephibosheth and the love and the grace and the forgiveness and the repentance of your sin comes, how many of you know you will be fruitful and the people that follow you or your seed will be as like the Lord? No more crippleness, but liberty, amen, joy, and happiness. I am Mephibosheth. You're looking at a Mephibosheth that God reached out to. God wants to do to you. There are people here this morning, you are crippled. And Spirit of the Lord will not let you go from this place without getting it right. Don't walk the same. You came crippled in your spirit. Let God set you free. Maybe you're comfortable in Lodabar. Can the Holy Spirit this morning nudge you, disciple, church member? Enough. What are you sitting and doing there in a place, the land of no pasture, no revelation? Why don't you get up? I'm coming for you this morning in this service because I want you to be in the king's table. I want you to be where I am. Commune with me in the things that I am doing. And I want to tell you, God is showing that kindness. But what are you going to do? Are you going to receive it? Or are you going to just reject it? The decision is yours. Will you say, I am Mephibosheth?
Lord, I need that kindness. Can I have every eyes closed, please? Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless. God bless.